You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello and welcome to episode 44 of Your New Puppies Podcast. I'm Debbie and today we're going to talk about car sickness or motion sickness with dogs because this is a really simple topic that can get complicated quickly. It is very common for puppies to get sick in the car. Their bellies are very sensitive. They're not used to the motion. It's something that's new to them. So it's very common. And the good news is, is the vast majority will grow out of it. The bad news is that if it happens a little too often, your dog will start to have a bad association with the car in general. And then we get stuck in this loop because the only way to fix that is to bring them for car rides. But when we bring them for car rides, they get sick. And so then we're actually reinforcing the bad association. So... It gets kind of complicated and it gets hard to change. So we'll talk about how to do that if your dog already has a bad association with the car because of their car sickness. But first, let's talk about how to avoid it. So before we jump into some tips I have to help your dog from getting car sick, because this is a physical reaction to the motion of the car. So there's nothing we can train out of them, but we can try to help them not get sick, essentially, and help them feel better in the car. Before we get into that, just a couple notes about car safety and the dog. So the dog should never ride in the front seat. I don't care how big your dog is or even if they're strapped in, the front airbags to a car are deadly to dogs. So at the very least, they should be in your back seat. And they should be strapped in or they could be in a crate. Now, in some states... It is a law. I think some entire countries have this law. But I know in New Jersey, you have to have your dog strapped in. Just know that even with your dog strapped in, most of these harnesses, it's not like they're crash tested. They're just slightly better than having them loose, including helping the motion sickness. When they're confined, when they can't move around a whole lot, like walk back and forth across the back seat, That is better. It makes them feel more secure if they're strapped in and not allowing them to move will help with that motion sickness. The other thing I found helps is if they can see out a window or if you can open the window, give them a nice fresh breeze or maybe one of the vents blowing on them. I've seen that help too. Also, if you can, Time the ride so your dog has an empty stomach. If there's no food in their stomach, they're less likely to get nauseous. And if they do, and there's nothing you can do about it, they'll be a less of a mess. Treats out there with ginger in them, like little ginger cookies that you can give to your dog. That helps with nausea. In fact, they sell them specifically for that. So all of these things I've found has helped with stopping the dog from getting sick from my own experience and from working for with some trial and error with my clients. 
So this is something that might happen once in a while, and I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, if it starts happening every time, that's when this bad association can start. And unfortunately, what happens is the dog starts to get anxious just being in the car because they're anticipating getting sick, and that anxiety itself makes them sick. So we get stuck in this loop. So a couple things you can do to help ease the anxiety, which hopefully as your puppy grows out of it, will ease the actual sickness, is you can try one of those thunder jackets. I have seen them help because it, it, it calms a dog down. You can try like a sweater to see if that helps a little bit before you buy an actual like thunder jacket or something similar to that. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's just a special jacket that you put on your dog. It has like a whole bunch of Velcros and it almost hugs them. So it sits on them nice and snug and it and it's tightly wrapped around them and it, so it makes them feel more secure. I use it for my dog, Lucy. She she feels better if she just has like a sweater on. It makes her feel a little bit more secure. And also, I like to use rescue remedy in general for stress and anxiety in dogs. It's just this natural flower essence that they can ingest. And you can find it anywhere where there's dog supplies. I get mine off of Amazon or Chewy. You just go, you just search for rescue remedy. It comes in like a little brown stopper bottle with a yellow label. I use it for when there's thunderstorms because Mariah has a trouble with thunder. And as soon as she sees that bottle, she comes like running over to me and I just rub it on her ears and you can also put it in their water and it's supposed to calm them down a little bit. And then of course, you can always talk to your vet. You know, there are the dog equivalent of Dramamine. In fact, they might be able to take Dramamine, but don't quote me on that. Um, definitely if you're going to go that route, talk to your vet and see what solutions they have. But if you're having a lot of trouble with it, that is another way you can go. So that's how we can treat and try to avoid getting sick, the actual motion sickness from starting. But what happens if your dog now already has a bad association with the car because they've gotten sick on a car ride? The last thing we want to do is stop taking them places. Like that's just, that's not a good solution, but we don't want to increase their anxiety. I get it. Like it's, it's a tough situation to be in. So just like anything that there's a bad association with, we're going to start really small and we're going to go in tiny steps. So if your dog gets anxious just when you like hit the driveway because they think you're going towards the car, that's where you start. You know, right before you get to the driveway, you play with them, you do some obedience, you distract them, you get them in a good mood, and you see how close you can get, right? If they start to stress out, then we go back in and we try it again later or the next day. And you work them up to getting back to the car. I usually suggest favorite toys here. Treats may work, but even like high value treats, but because the association is with them getting sick, they don't always work in this situation. But you can try, definitely try. If you have a really highly food motivated dog, you might be able to do it. But then you get them in the car, but you don't go anywhere. You play with them in the car. You give them a good association. You do fun things. You don't go anywhere. You don't even start up the car. That's the next step. Once they're getting in and out of the car without 
a worry, then you start the car. Play with them. Shut it off, get out. Then the next step would be backing up the driveway and then stopping, and then that's it. And as you can see, like you're going to go in tiny increments, then short rides to really super, 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 super fun places to try to get back to a good association with the car. In my experience, Lucy doesn't get sick in the car, but she is scared of it. She doesn't like the highways. As soon as I go above like 40 miles an hour, she likes to hide on the floor. I don't think she likes the sound of the highway, but she jumps in my car every time I I walk her over to it. Happy as can be because she hates the ride, but I always make sure I bring her to really super fun places. So even though she hates the ride, she tolerates it because she knows she's going somewhere fun. If you have a dog who does hate the car, I gave you a place to start, but just like with anything that involves anxiety or bad association, exact like what you do and how slowly you go depends on your dog, what their reactions are, what works with them. So if you're having a whole lot of trouble, you might want to bring in some professional help, a trainer, because when you're trying to build back up confidence, it, it's a process and it's go slow. And a lot of times we need to be guided through the process. And that's it. That's all I have for you. Hopefully, I'm hoping and crossing my fingers that nobody is going to need this episode because it is not a fun one. But if you are enjoying this podcast, please go rate and review it because it helps other puppy owners find the podcast. And if you want to continue training with me, you can join my online puppy course called Your Perfect Puppy, where we build the foundation of you and your dog's life together. And you have direct access to me for at least 12 months to ask all of your training questions in addition to four weeks worth of video lessons. You can find more information on that at playtimepause.com forward slash puppy. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be talking with you soon. Bye for now.